The key element is strategy, understanding the customer, taking the time to come equipped, not just with good questions, but knowing the answers and having understood from the time we've spent with some of these folks, what that strategy is and how it's evolved. Technology is transforming how we think, how we lead, and how we win. From InterVision, this is Status Go, the show helping IT leaders move beyond the status quo, master their craft, and propel their IT vision. Welcome to another episode of Status Go, the podcast that explores the ever-evolving landscape of technology, leadership, and innovation. I'm your host, Jeff Tunn. And today's episode is packed with insights and foresight into the world of managed service providers. Our guest is no stranger to the industry's dynamic nature. He's at the helm of one of the leading MSPs in the United States, InterVision Systems. I'm thrilled to have Jonathan Lerner, the CEO of InterVision, joining us today. InterVision not only delivers cutting-edge solutions to its client, But as our listeners know, it's also the publisher of the Status Go podcast. This makes Jonathan uniquely positioned to understand the pulse of the tech world. In this episode, I'm going to ask him to drag out his crystal ball for 2024, exploring the market trends that will shape the destiny of MSPs and their clients. Jonathan will be sharing exclusive insights into the exciting new products and services InterVision is rolling out designed to meet this ever-growing demands of the fast-paced digital landscape. But that's not all. We'll be tapping into Jonathan's wealth of experience to understand what customers will be demanding from their MSPs in the coming year. As organizations continue to navigate unprecedented challenges, the role of the MSP becomes increasingly crucial, and Jonathan will shed light on how InterVision is staying ahead of the curve. So whether you're a tech professional, a business leader, or an MSP professional, this episode is your backstage pass to the future. Get ready to gain invaluable perspectives on market trends, innovation, and clients' evolving needs. Let's dive into this conversation with Jonathan Lerner, the visionary CEO of InterVision Systems, right here on Status Go. Jonathan, welcome. Thank you, Jeff. It's it's great to be back with your community on Status Go podcast. Uh, and listen, I hope you had a very Merry Christmas, and I'd like to wish you and all of your listeners a safe and happy New Year as well. Thank you so very much. And, and, and Jonathan, uh, as you know, since we have video, I've got a big grin on my face because I, I love our conversations. Uh, I look forward to these. We, we try to do a couple of these a year. Uh, I think the last time you were on was our 200th episode. We're now right. at yeah. Oh, gosh, maybe 240, something like that, closing in on that. So, Congratulations. That's a heck of a run. A heck of a run. So it's been too long. So I'm, I'm happy to dive into that. And, and thank you for the wishes for the, the new year. To our listeners, we're recording this on the 29th of December. That's right. Uh, it will air in January as you're listening to it. Uh, so I, I kind of want to start there, if you don't mind. Think back on 2023. Yeah. And... What's one or two things that stand out to you in the tech market, the tech space from 23? You know, it's interesting. So um, people, this is that time of year where every analyst, every think tank, every practitioner 
talks, pulls out their crystal ball, as you call it. And, that's and right. That's right. Out. And every podcast host. And everybody. <laughs> and, we, and we talk and they talk and we talk about trends. Uh, but but much like last year, right, we we, we try to, for, uh, to to focus on market forces that drive the trends. Yeah. And those those trends are, are kind of flowing from 23 into 24 with a little bit of a tweak. Right. So I think forces drive trends and the forces we continue to see. Number one is that decline in digital trust. I mean, it's all over um, what is risk. It's the definition of how prepared are you for the inevitable. But yeah, but yeah. that decline of digital trust is a force that is driving a trend. Yeah, the yeah. second would be the continued double digit growth in cloud, specifically in public cloud. Right. That's just a that is a force, an undeniable force. And we'll talk a little bit about metrics and what some of the objective numbers coming out of the gardeners and the foresters are, because I think it's it's quite compelling on looking from 23 to 24 and seeing that acceleration. Yeah. I'd say the third is really monetizing democratized AI data. And this is taken on, as you've seen and as you know, an accelerated path as we mix traditional AI, automation, RPA, and now Gen, gen AI, yep, and yep. move from, I don't want to call it dumb data, but, but inside of our four walls knowledge to the unlimited, unstructured, and structured data, and how to use, monetize, and frankly, drive strategy around that. That's a yep, continuation yep. and an augmentation in itself. And the fourth, I'd say, is is probably the the every everything everywhere experience economy. Uh, wh whether we're talking about customer experience or patient experience, citizen or constituent experience, and ultimately consumer experience, that and the related self service, assisted service, and managed service is really driving our uh, driving forces that are driving trends in our industry, Jeff. So. As we as we're sitting here on the cusp of 24, yeah. um, what's what's different about 24? Those as you so eloquently put, yeah. those those four trends will continue on into 24. Yeah, where's the where's the nuance? Where's the difference? Well, I think it's it's about um, our community as an MSP. What how are we mastering uh, uh, really business agility? It, it's it's not a trend. It's a it's a it's a it's a requirement, right? What yeah. what are we yeah. doing, which 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 really is about how we uh, compete and thrive in a digital age, and and what we do to quickly respond to market changes, market forces like I talked about, and these yeah. emerging opportunities with innovative, uh, digitally enabled solutions. So so it's it's a mindset, it's a change mentality. Um, it, it continues to be that willingness to actually look at your business, look at yourselves and your skills, and frankly, challenge both efficiency and effectiveness in how we serve customers. I think that's that's around how we define mastering business agility. That's the imperative year to year, <laughs> force to force. Uh, how agile are you, right? What, what, what are we doing to infuse the, the um, I, I'd say the elements of being a, a, an agile uh, business. Um, what are we doing? What are we doing to embrace change? How are we thinking about the culture of agility? Um, what are we doing to embrace data-driven decisions? These are all uh, consistent across years. I, I think I think that we're seeing. Yeah. I, I, th I think you're exactly right. So we, we saw a, a huge 
technology. I'll call it a shift, although, you know, AI has actually been around for, what, 50 years or something, but it, it became mainstream with the release of ChatGPT right. uh, just about a year ago this time. Yeah. Um, how is technology evolving and how will it impact MSPs? And then we'll talk about the client side in a minute. So how, how is it, how's technology evolving and how is it impacting an MSP? Yeah, well, well, look, let's start with one of those trends. I'll, I'll, I'll lead with, with the dynamic around cloud, right? So our customers, uh, let me give you a stat. I, I teased you with this before. Worldwide, um, uh, end user spending on public cloud services is expected to grow at over 20% again this year. Uh, that'll be almost 700 billion in 2024 alone. Yeah. Right. And and some key trends around that are definitely around cost optimization. It's a key theme around what what you know some say would have stalled some of those migrations to cloud around the the metrics and the cost and the questions around am I getting full value? Where should I be focusing? Uh, how do I gain uh, greater traction around FinOps and managed services related to it? And then the, the whole concept of hybrid and, and public multi-cloud strategies. Um, and it's driving not only uh, you know, multi-cloud adoption, but also mergers and acquisitions. Although those slowed in 23, we're already seeing momentum pick up. And you, you've seen um, some of those consolidations in the Google uh, orbit, uh, Wasaba yeah, yeah. and 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 inside and um, we're starting to see enterprises really um, looking for best of breed, not compromising again on on ultimately trying to get the benefit of suite offerings and data resiliency that comes with it. Um, but but clearly this is driving that accel accelerated industry cloud um, since 2020 and beyond, right? Um, but but there's there's a big transformation and it's it's around cloud led digital transformation. And I, I love some of the themes that you wove into that, because uh, as you recall, in 2023, uh, here on Status Go, we did a, a series called Mythbusters. Yeah. And one of the myths that we busted was that the cloud was too expensive. So I, I, lo I love uh, right. that uh, we were on point with that and uh, uh, aligned with your thinking as well. That, uh, that, that means a lot. As you look across... Um, Intervision's client base, yep. prospect base, um, maybe even broader than just Intervision's. Uh, are there specific industries or sectors that are really driving MSPs to change? Well, let me let me come back to industry in a second. I do want to I do want to address your question, which is where you know where are those uh, where are the technologies transformations accelerating and how is that impacting MSPs? How is it impacting our customers? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think, I think I want to, I want to mention that, that IT spending on legacy infrastructure continues to shift right towards next gen technologies. And we're seeing in the next three to five years that, 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 that path of adoption and growth is going to increase. The curve gets steeper as customers are modernizing and revamping their IT stacks and their, they're they're doing it end to end. They're not just taking point. They're actually looking at, you know, moving legacy IT systems to hybrid cloud or to to focus cloud. Um, those are those you know choices are still out there, but they're definitely adopting more virtualized and interconnected IT environments, and they're moving from traditional software licenses towards very personalized technology and services on demand. These composable industry tailored services that we talked about. 
That's a major trend. You're starting, again, we're starting to see that acceleration. We've been talking about the blend of, of, of legacy software models, buy it up front, you know, as an asset, right? Depreciate it, is it? And we're starting to get into hyper-personalized industry. I'll get, I'm getting to your industry question. Industry-focused composed solutions. Yeah. That's yeah. very different. And that's actually driving a lot of the conversations I'm having with our C-suites and our customers, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's about a conversion of, of IT and security teams. And going back to that theme of zero trust, it's, it's how are those two coming together increasingly, yeah. right? With the, the given that hyperscalers are driving a lot of that, um, the real-time ecosystem, more and more partners are being driven, whether it's through marketplaces or through uh, ecosystems and alliances, many, many more transactions, enterprise agreements are happening at the hyperscaler level. So, so these are all becoming more interconnected. The interesting thing is, when you when you throw you know AI and Gen AI in the mix, you've got an interesting dynamic because when you talked about legacy enterprise platforms, ERPs, supply chain, P2P systems, those were very corporate driven, top down, right, Jeff? They were they were it was all about I need to mandate from the above and push it back into the org. When you're talking about democratized tools like you know like your flavor, name it, of Gen AI. That's a bottom-up momentum driver. Yeah, knowledge workers are embracing tools, and so there's this there's this almost like a coming together of applications and IT platforms and hyperscalers with self-driven, sometimes minimally controlled introduction of Gen AI and hopefully democratized data. But it's a new dynamic where you know IT is spending a lot more time focused on business outcomes than ever before. Yeah. So you're seeing this marriage in the middle even more. You're seeing um, PMO and IT and line of business and outside advisors all huddling now. And we're a part of that mix. And we're, we're thrilled to align with our customers. That's a, lo a lot of that's happening um, by industry. And that hyper focus yeah. on industry value, you know, um, there's a term in the market. It used to be called, you know, meet me where I live or where I am increasingly we're adopting you know meet me at my industry and bring insights that's the dynamic that we've really embraced and are are seeing um through a number of things we're doing we're 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 hiring industry practitioners the observation is you know we, we have a great ecosystem i, I love to say our the best ecosystem wins increasingly our oems our original equipment manufacturers are, are doubling down on their R&D around the, 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 the shrinking time to innovate features development of the solutions. And they're relying on us increasingly for the services, the managed services and the expertise and the industry flavor. So we're hiring industry practitioners and we're bringing that insights well in advance. Remember, I think in our conversation, we talked about it's not if you show up, it's when you show up. Yeah, and hopefully yeah, yeah. we've to our base um, of customers and prospects, we're, we're showing up earlier in a more insightful way. And I think that's the demand, that common thread across managed service providers is that we're bringing insights earlier to help with roadmaps. We're not showing up around RFPs or identified need. That's the consistency. You know, I'm going back and forth, but 
But I think, you know, if, if we think about it, and the last thing I'll do, I'll add um, that the focus of our business customers is on augmenting and automating both while they create these guardrails around this, you know, the AI and the automation. So, so there's, there are all these factors are coming together in 24, well beyond the POCs and the pilots that have really, I think, run the last six months of whether it's gen AI or automation or augmentation, we're getting into industry focus. We're getting into alignment with those OEMs around where each of our, 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 our strengths are so that we can take on some of that responsibility yeah. on developing industry specific automation, augmentation and solutions. So it's a very exciting dynamic. It's a very exciting time. It, it is. And it, it reminds me of a, of a conversation uh, we had here on Status Go with Brian Jackson of Infotech, Infotech Research Group, mm-hmm. uh, in which he was talking uh, about the, the sharing of anonymized data beyond, uh, between peers in an industry, right? That industry data is valuable. Um, and so he, he believes we're going to start to see more and more of that. And it sounds like from, from your description that you're seeing it from the MSP side as well, that this uh, verticalization yeah. uh, across industries is, is going to be key. Uh, I, I want to turn our attention uh, a little bit uh, more to InterVision itself. Uh, I know you you all conducted uh, a, a, a huge event at reInvent uh, back, what was that, the end of November, yeah. I think? Yeah. Um, and it was uh, it was centered around some of the product offerings, some of the new services that that InterVision is uh, is putting together. Can you share a little bit about, first of all, that event, how that yeah. how that go? But then more importantly, what are some of the product and services we're going to be seeing out of InterVision uh, here in 24? You know, you're leading me well, Jeff. Thank you. Let me let me <laughs> say, you know, just I'll, I'll step up on our box and talk about. InterVision liking to do, you know, we're known now that we 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 continue to excel at doing hard things for complex and regulated organizations, like both in public and private sector, but in regulated industries like financial services, like healthcare, yeah. um, definitely in SLED, in, in our, our state and local government, and in the federal government space in the public sector. Um, not, you know, not, a, again, not just meeting them where they are, but meeting them at their industry. Um, and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll give an example outside of that, right? In, in the manufacturing space, um, there's there's a lot of growing interest around edge computing and how um, moving uh, insights and decision making all the way from the, the the hub out to the spoke, all the way to the, you know, either the, the controllers or the the machines or the machine operators, and doing that securely. That rise of edge computing for for faster data processing and and reduced latency is, is really driving investment and innovation in that space. So we're, you know, it's an area where um, not only um, for manufacturing, but it's indicative of really of everything happening, right? It's 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 the, the the rise of the knowledge worker. It's empowering, but but securing all the way to the edge and all the way to the 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 and the security and the risk profile all the way to the the mobile phone or the device where often folks are are targeted. So all these things start to blend. Um, you know, um, I think reInvent uh, was, a, was a great opportunity to, that reinforces where we're 
we're and oneing. We're 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 bringing um, DevOps and and application development on top of world class leading innovative platforms and solutions, um, and and we're helping customers continue to integrate um, their their legacy investments. But we're also bringing in this concept of how do we hyper focus around customer strategy, not just around technology. Yeah, yeah. Um, embracing technology, but then and one, right? Bringing what we do around um, how do we bring uh, legacy applications into the modern world? How do we develop on top and make full um, service-enabled use around those microservices and those those strategy-enabling elements? And I think you know, reInvent brought I don't know fifty-five, somewhere between fifty and fifty-five thousand people together. It yeah, is yeah. It, it it is an unbelievable event. I was logging twenty thousand steps a day. <laughs> We were going back and forth all the way up the strip in Las Vegas. Um, but I think it it was a great, um, you know, it was a great reinforcer of our relationship with Amazon, one of our two big uh, cloud partnerships. Um, and I'll, 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 I'll sound our horn. Our, our partner team did a sensational job. We were only one of a handful of AWS partners that were honored with an SCA, a, a strategic collaborative agreement in 2023. So we feel very fortunate not only to participate and be invited, but you know we sent almost a dozen people to reinvent, to really embrace and fully emerge in the opportunities with yeah. with, with customers, with video testimonials from some of our new customers and our legacy customers who are um, who are our partners with both us and Amazon, and um, you know the themes across reinvent, you you couldn't swing a cat without hitting a Gen AI a presentation around right. how you know how that how data ultimately knowledge insights in real time beyond the boundaries of the of the enterprise walls um, is really is driving um, uh, innovation but also investment um, and it was it was fascinating to see because when, when we talk about Gen AI Amazon has a very I think realistic approach to where those emerging technologies um, where those domains land and what the the ultimate business advantage is and that was my walk away was you know look you can you can really drive gen ai in four areas you can you can like you said for the last 15 maybe 20 years we've enhanced customer experience with chatbots and with virtual assistants and ai powered contact centers um, and personalization around that and to that end we're actually introducing Thank you for the offer to for me to, to pound my chest and talk about offerings. We've introduced a solution called Connective CX. Connective, Connect, Amazon Connect, IV, CX. Uh -huh. and oh, we've made, yeah, and we've made it consumable like we're doing in our brands around, you know, personalized, tailored, industry-specific offerings. Um, and this falls into our COE, our center of excellence called Workforce Modernization, one of our four COEs in 2024. Um, and... And so that that outcome-driven industry-focused flavor embraces that element of Gen AI for enhancing customer experience. And we, you know, we're doubling down on how do you automate and augment and build world-class uh, contact engagement centers for businesses. And we've done supremely well in our public sector business. We've we've doubled our growth in that area, for instance, year over year from 23 to 20 into 24. <laughs> um, and we're thrilled. There was a recent announcement that um, the um, um, the EDD, the Employment Development Division in the state of California, highlighted our our work together with Amazon in in helping the citizens and the constituents of the state of California. We're honored to receive the accolades 
we're thrilled to engage with Amazon around that experience driving technology and the process shift. So, so here again, we're bringing in advisors to advise on what is a world-class engagement center, contact center mean uh, to future-proof this for the next 30 years? What, what are we bringing to the discussion around not just PubSec as a baseline for show me best in class, but world-class? And here we're bringing in talent from the best financial services contact centers, the best banking experiences you can imagine, um, the best healthcare experience. And we're bringing that to the public sector as, um, as an advisor, frankly, to how do we engineer process, tools, people, and, and this, this ever-evolving complement of AI and automation into that experience for the citizens of the state of California, for instance. We're doing that over and over, and we're we're we're, we're going to be announcing soon a couple of other uh, large uh, go lives uh, with other um, uh, state and local uh, organizations. But now I'm now I'm now I'm bragging, uh, Jeff. But I'm I'm thrilled with the work oh, of the team, awesome. um, and um, and the combination of what we're enabling because under the covers, in additional experience, we're we're you know there's a security platform that yeah. that sits and helps and has to drive that. Um, well, let me step back from from that area of connective IV and reInvent because we were we were super thrilled to announce that. And for for customers, what that means is it's really a two flavor adoption. So we make it simpler, and it's this concept of connective IV now you can start and grow, and connective IV wow, which is a more broader, um, fully functioning end to end with analytics on one end and automation infused right from the get-go where you can launch with your customers. So um, we're trying to make it easier to consume these service-enabled, hyper-industry-focused solutions for, you know, for the market. Um, again, that market for us is that $100 million to about $7 billion in, in revenue. And we'll flex up and down, but that's, that's really in, in, our, in our commercial enterprise and, and, and regulated uh, public sector. That's, that's, that's who we, we continue that's to target. Yeah. 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 Well, and you mentioned, Jonathan, about uh, helping uh, clients for the next 30 years. And that brought to mind, uh, and I can actually see it behind you, Intervision celebrated its 30th anniversary in 2023. So, so uh, we're no longer young pups. We've been around for, we've been around for a while, right? We have, uh, yeah. And, and seen a lot. And I just wanted to, wanted to call that number 30 uh uh, call attention to that a little bit. Yeah, we're fortunate. You know, we've got almost sixteen hundred customers now over thirty years, and um, on that theme of doing hard things, I think for us it's an advantage of being thirty years because we've we've lived through some of the pains of of escorted journeys, right? And we've 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 helped um, evolve relationships and value for customers, and um, you know we measure success in in. Um, I think we talked about this in our last call on quantifiable and quali qualified yeah. benefits for customers. We stick around and we actually measure the benefits to the customers. But increasingly, each of our our four COEs come into the conversation more and more, Jeff. Um, so every one of our customers is doing something in security. Every one of them is doing something in cloud. Each of them is looking to embrace this, this workforce modernization and the realities of collaboration in the digital age and in a post-COVID age. Um, yeah, and then lastly, our modern infrastructure, which has been, as we grew up as a as a, a reseller, um, adding services on, we continue to um, to really uh, embrace all the way from 
uh, premise-based data center all the way through to the, those migrations and transitions to cloud. Um, and it's, 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 um, it continues to give, I think, us an advantage. We've, we've lived through what does it take to escort journeys and build roadmaps. Yeah. Well, and, and InterVision itself has transformed, uh, right? So uh, when you think about uh, our customers needing to transform, uh, it's one thing to talk about it. It's quite another thing to have done it. Um, uh, so you, you've got maybe some of the battle scars from, from, from the transformation, uh, sure. but you've also got the, the successes and the, and the lessons learned. Uh, sure. we're running out of time here, Jonathan, and I want to touch on, on two other things. And you, sure. you briefly mentioned these, these things, uh, as, during our conversation today. And the, the first one is customer expectations. When you think about 2024, yeah. What demands do you see coming from the customers to an MSP to InterVision? Yeah. You know, I, I think well, I think my, my comment was the focus on business outcomes versus just uh, mm -hmm. next gen technology, right? And I think this is that dynamic, really anticipating it and responding to the line of business and IT coming closer together um, around justification of investment and innovation and the cost of uh, the cost of same being greater than the cost of change. I, I still love that tagline because it, I think it, it really, um, it, it, it forces uh, us to ask good questions and to be curious and insightful around what is driving enablement of strategy. Um, and it's a, it's a blend is of, of efficiency, um, which is doing the right things it's or doing the right things at scale and effectiveness, which is doing the right things. Mm -hmm. And, and those have to come into alignment. So I think that from a customer expectation, they should be expecting more from us, more meaning more insightful conversations around testing their strategies and embracing this faster occurring dynamic of, innovation cycles and shortening compression cycles around innovation and in technology and challenging us to come with um with with uh with layouts for how do we tie uh investments in innovation to strategy and that's that the key element is strategy understanding the customer taking the time to come equipped not just with good questions but knowing the answers and having understood from the time we spent with some of these folks up to 30 years, um, what that strategy is and how it's evolved and providing the on-ramps for, you know, new elements of technology or process onto that super highway that continues to add lanes in itself, right? As well as off-ramps because yeah, yeah. sometimes they're, you know, when is it time? What's the economic trigger? How do I look at my cost of change versus cost of same on, for instance, on-premise workloads. Where do I, what are those that we prioritize and where, to your point, where do we monetize the data and how do we put it in the right hands so that we're, you know, we, we're, we're drive, we're helping to drive insight and that drives to strategy and enablement to strategy. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think that's <clears throat> from a customer expectations in 24, it's, it's more faster. Right, but it, it, it's that consistency of of come equipped to help advise before you, you're diagnosing change. You know, before you're pre prescribing the change, you have to work on the 
the diagnosis of the pain or the opportunity around the strategy before you're you're actually prescribing the remedy. And I think a lot of us were comfortable in iterative technology introduction. Here's some new features, right? This is the next gen of what you got. This is the, it's no longer uh, acceptable, frankly, to show up and say, let me talk to you about features and functions of tools. Yeah. Um, MSPs have to show up differently. Our teams are being challenged um, to leverage some of those same tools to understand the customer, those same Gen AI tools, right? To, to create new content, to boost employee productivity, um, to know their customers better and embrace, you know, their ability to actually influence strategy. I think that's a, a big customer expectation we're going to see through some of these introductions in technology and the ability to influence process that way. Jeff. I, I, I wish our, our listeners uh, could, have, could have seen your face, Jonathan, when you talked mm -hmm. about uh, uh, our customers challenging us. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, bring it on, right? We, we, we look forward to that challenge Yeah, uh, because first of all, we're ready. And second of all, it helps us grow yeah. uh, as we learn more. It, it harkens back to a, a conversation I had with Sam Foligarden. I know you know yeah. Sam quite well yeah. uh, from InterVision. Sure. He he had the same message for his clients: challenge me, bring me questions, bring me bring me problems, yeah. uh, and let's let's talk about those. Let's understand them as you describe uh, before you know, we describe a solution. I think what Sam, sorry to step on you there. What Sam does yeah. really well is when he when he when he addresses challenges at the customer side, right? He talks from um, core competencies backwards. So for us, it means starting with managed services and working backwards and understanding, and he does a great job of this, what are core competencies, what are differentiated unique things that this strategy requires us to do as a customer. And he steps in the shoes of the customer. And then that makes him more capable of saying, yeah. if it's not core, then let me lead with what we excel at as our core. Because if it's a, if if it's if it's our core competency and it's not your differentiator that's driving revenue, that's driving change, that's driving your strategy, then outsource it, right? And we start mm -hmm. at managed service, um, at 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 you know costly, complex, non-core, and you know we, we we make the technology work for them, right? Beyond the POCs, beyond the pilots, beyond having um, um, good stuff to put in. We, we, we look at data readiness. We look at the business case, the resources, the expertise, and that industry-specific applicability and build from there. I think he does a really, really good job. And, and that's, that's where you want to be um, selling from, right? That's fun. Yeah. It's challenging. It's also, you know, it engages your heart and your mind really, really well. And I think a lot of us uh, Take a lot of pride in how we do that with our with our customers. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. Well, the the last topic I want to I want to touch on uh, is about collaboration and partner strategies. Uh, and I thought about uh, having you uh, name off some of our notable yeah. partnerships, but that's always dangerous, right? You leave one out, and all of a sudden, uh, you're, you've got some hurt feelings. So rather than that, I want to yeah. talk about. Um, InterVision's approach to collaborations and partnerships. Sure. And how does that help its clients? Yeah. Well, you know, we 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 like to um, our, our team does does a phenomenal job of doing the research, right? From marketing to our innovation factory, we, we look at leading trends, leading providers, 
and innovative uh, OEMs. And we, we're committed to providing top two in every tier and every solution tier that we serve. Um, so um, we are proud of, of, you know, the fact that our top 10 partners represent more than 80% of our revenue, right? So while we are, we, we are um, a multi-solution provider, we, we do uh, lead with certain partnerships and those continue to follow our partner for life, customer for life and employee for life, you know, doctrine, our mission around, around how do we create and support these four life initiatives? Um, and I think that, that, you know, I, I mentioned our, our SCA, our, our strategic um, collaborative agreement with Amazon, for instance, we, 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 we really uh, do a lot to try to tweak out that and one, what, what, what do we each bring? And then what's the end one of the joint partnership with the magic element of the customer and understanding strategy, right? So um, from a from a partnership strategy, we're always on the button to look for the next thing, right? It's really important that we stay um, hyper-focused, connected, whether it's through our relationships with Gartner and Forrester and Sim, all, all of the think tanks, or through conversations with you, Jeff, and your and your your um, your podcast members, because they bring, they bring the problems, the challenges and the opportunities that we have to look at and solve. Yeah, and that right. helps us, you know, always re-examine and explore the relationships we have. Are those continuing to be top two in every category? So it best allows us to serve our customers. Um, and in many cases, they are like a lot of these partnerships we have are, are 29 to 30 years old. Um, yeah, and yeah. we, like they, have kept up with the times and they continue to innovate as well. So um, I'll drop a few names, right? I mentioned Amazon, but but we're really thrilled about um, our partnership with Cisco, with Palo Alto, with Juniper, with NetApp, with Arctic Wolf in the in the MDF, you know, in the um, MDR, sorry, uh, space with with Microsoft and with Fortinet. Like they 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 couldn't yeah. be stronger and they couldn't be more collaborative. Um, and, and Tony, our head of partnerships, Tony Bailey, talks about reciprocity as the ultimate gauge of the reality check. And with each of these, we feel like we do achieve reciprocity. What, what we expect of them, they expect of us, whether it's from creating top of funnel or knowledge sharing that we on pass and embed into yeah. our solutions like our paths, like Connective uh, CX, right? We, we embed that into our solutions. I think it makes us better. I think it makes us more consistent and it makes us more future proofed. So we're not ever compromising on, um, I want best of suite, but I, you know, maybe I'm not getting best of breed. Uh Um, and I think that's a realistic, again, expectation for 2024 is don't compromise. Look for partners that embrace that fully and that keep you innovating and keep that cost of change greater than the cost the same. I, I, I love that, Jonathan. Uh, <laughs> partnerships have always been so, so important. We did, uh, InterVision did an event here in Indianapolis where I sit, uh, gosh, back, I think it was in November. Uh, and it was about that partner ecosystem. It was, uh, it was InterVision, Arctic yeah. Wolf, uh, yeah. Aruba, yeah. Uh, and AWS coming together to That's talk true. about what's the value that we provide Absolutely. to the, the value of this partnership and, and why should the, the customers care at the end of the day? 
why should they care? And I think you you touched on it uh, with your your quote from Tony. It's reciprocity. It's yeah. It's helping each other, but it's that knowledge sharing, uh, and it's really bringing the client into the partnership uh, as well. And that's what one of the unique things that I've seen uh, is uh, you know we're not afraid to sit down at the table with everybody, including the client, and and hash things out. And I think that's one of the differentiators that I've seen out of InterVision. Well, and we are at time. Um, and uh, as always, when you and I get going, we we could talk all day. No, I, uh, but I know you've got other appointments, uh, Jonathan. And so I want to I want to wrap up with our traditional call to action. Yeah. Uh, what are one or two things our listeners should go and do tomorrow yep. because they listen to our conversation today? Well, it's a, it's a great question. I, you know, I, I know you're going to ask me this every time. So I, I reflect on, um, and I'll, I'll tell you out of my book, because we have, we have our kickoff coming up and I'm challenging our business leaders to look at their people. We are, as we, we continue to say, we're a people business, right? Knowledge workers. Um, we need to encourage them to expand their learning, to embrace change, right? But we, as leaders, we need to look at our people Human skills are going to be essential as we continue to look at augmentation and automation and themes like Gen AI, right? So I, I think even um, uh, one of our players in our industry, NTT, said that um, businesses are more likely to have seen profitability of more than 25% over the trailing three years because of investments in upskilling, reskilling um, initiatives in their companies. Yeah. Um, so I think going into 24, um, with more curated uh, teaching experiences and more uh, focused content for development of role. Um, I think that helps close skill gaps. It meets the needs of the organization and it engages our people, right? An, an objective one in our OKRIs of next year is to fully engage our employees because they ultimately serve our customers, right? So I think, I think that would be an ask of everybody listening is e either as an individual Participant, a knowledge worker, or as a business leader, look at your people, assess how they're going to either uptick their skills, leverage, and adopt these new productivity, efficiency, and effectiveness enhancing tools for themselves, bottom up, and for their customers. I think that's a very worthwhile and compelling investment that companies need to make. I think um, that is a huge theme. Sorry, I cut you off. Uh, yeah. I just was going to say, I think it's a huge theme for yeah. 2024 is this upskilling. Well, uh, what else were you going to say, John? I was just—I had one other. It was just, you know, look beyond uh, your current competition. Uh, yeah. Innovation is driving um, new best practices, but also new competitive offerings and opportunities. So if you're, if you're benchmarking the same folks you used to, if you're, or if you're just saying, you know what, I only benchmark myself because I'm a day one organization and I, you know, I don't want to look out. I think that there's tremendous value in challenging the status quo, in, in looking at world class across industries and across competition because they're coming. Uh, and and this, this compression of innovation, this compression of industry focused opportunities around offerings and services is opening the door to new entrants. Right, be it new skilled workers or new companies or um, or thirty year old companies that are that are emerging and are investing in the right areas of growth on behalf of their customers. So I'd say again, 
you know, not, not what I want to be doing, recommending to my competition that they look beyond their competition. But I think it's, I think it's a fair challenge that every one of us needs to embrace is look beyond today's competitors. Yeah. I, I, I like that because, uh, you know, it, sometimes those, uh, the innovations come from the adjacent uh, areas, not directly in the, in the vertically aligned areas. Absolutely, Jonathan, thank you so much for carving out time. I know this is a holiday week. Uh, and uh, I, I appreciate you uh, setting aside some time to, to talk with our listeners today. Always great to talk to you, Jeff, and uh, enjoy your New Year's. And thank you for the opportunity to speak to your listeners. Congratulations on the success of the, of the podcast. And I look forward to the next time. All right. Thank you so much. To our listeners, if you have a question or want to learn more about any of the things that we talked about today, visit intervision.com. Uh, if you're interested in the show notes, they'll they'll provide links and contact information. But the Intervision website uh, is filled with information about a lot of what Jonathan talked about today. This is Jeff Tun for Jonathan Lerner. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to the Status Go podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or get more information at intervision.com. If you'd like to contribute to the conversation, find InterVision on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Thank you for listening. Until next time.